0: which BYU team has your attention right now? Is it one of the number one teams
1: in America? West Coast Conference Coach of the Year, Jeff Judkins, has his attention on the NCAA Tournament. He will join us live in Studio B. Plus, the play-by-play voice of the UAB Blazers, David Crane. Burninate this. Let's go! (laughs) This is BYU Sports Nation. Brought to you by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Now from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. We are
0: live, live in Radio Vision, BYU Sports Nation, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Tuesday, March fifteenth, wherever and however you have chosen to dial in. Great to have you with us. So sp- <laughs> the peasants. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with our <laughs> resident
1: fire-breathing dragon of a host, Jerem Jordan. I'm no Trogdor, I'll admit that, uh, the Burninator. But we, we mentioned it yesterday. And, uh, yeah, the UAB Blazers, Alabama, Birmingham, who's playing BYU in the NIT. Tomorrow. Dragon mascot. Dragon mascot. Uh, yeah, it looks like Trogdor. It really does. With the little beefy arm and the winglings in the back. You know <laughs> if what you're I'm not
0: a familiar with Trogdor the dragon, Jerem Jordan has tweeted out, The link to the video. A a video that will bring you up to date. It's
1: the song. I tweeted the video to the song. Yeah. Take a look. (laughs) There are some of you who will not like it, I promise.
0: (laughs) Most of you will like what we all witnessed in Studio B yesterday. Studio C. Studio C, sorry. With Jeff Judkins, the moment he found out his team was in the NCAA tournament as a 7 seed.
1: Okay, I tweeted this out. Everyone in that room is smiling, clapping, standing up, excited. Jeff Judkins' look looks like <laughs> death. <laughs> like, what happened? Juddy face. He's, in, he's in game mode, man. Okay, we saw the video of this just to see what happened. He he kind of smiled, and Kylie Maeda gets up right next to him and shakes him like, hey, this is fun. Be excited. Yeah, Juddy will join us. We're going to ask him about Juddy face, and in fact, we're going to ask him to reenact that moment and see if he can't react a little stronger. On BYU TV, we're showing the video. Look, Kylie Maeda turns, and she shakes Jeff Judkins. Wake up, man! <laughs> Wait, So we'll talk to Jetty. We'll have him reenact that moment, see if we can't get a little more out of him. 0.5 seconds
0: into that reaction, he was already analyzing the Missouri Tigers and thinking about the travel dynamic. <laughs> it, just, it was already hey, in look, the
1: game mode. Okay, we're hosting the Y Awards. We're gonna roast Jody with that so hard. I'm sorry, it's, that's gold, baby. It's gold, Jerry. It's gold. Here
0: are today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. As we just told you, BYU women's basketball earned a seven seed in the NCAA tournament. They will face the ten seed Missouri Tigers Saturday at 6:30 Eastern on ESPN two. You can listen on BYU Radio.
1: The baseball team is ranked 29th. Awesome in the NCBWA National Collegiate Baseball Writers Association Top 30 poll, which brings us. To the stat of the day. Woo! It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. The baseball team, the Bad Cats, are ranked for the first time since 1994, 22 years. It's been that long. I can't believe it's been 22 years. If you're Jeff, if you're Jeff Chapman, you might have tweeted that it was 12 years, but it's been 22 years, and BYU's ranked. Now it's nice that this poll is top 30. Most polls are top 25. BYU's 29; they would be out, right? They're out, just out in some of them. But if they can take care of business again this week, which, by the way, uh, BYU and Utah, Mm -hmm.
2: together Mm -hmm. we reach Mm -hmm.
1: tonight, 8 Eastern time on BYU TV, the debut of baseball on BYU TV, and BYU radio. Spencer Linton on the call. It is supposed to snow. I'm going to take the Weeblos. That's the plan right now. I don't know if I should take the Weeblos if it's going to snow, man.
0: Boy Scouts need to experience harsh weather conditions,
1: do they not? Cub these guys are ten years old, man. They're not Boy Scouts.
0: Future Boy Scouts need to I'm experience charge, severe weather Scouts. conditions, right? Yeah, I can. <laughs> you I could, I technically, you just, could just bring them inside because you know people.
1: Uh, I guess I could just go up the other later you, you and could. hope to avoid the little usher. <laughs> I just gave everyone the key.
0: BYU men's volleyball, the new number one team in all the land in the AVCA poll this week. They play eighth-ranked Pepperdine on Friday and Saturday on BYU TV. Yeah, Jam
1: Jordan on the call. And I voted BYU number one, as I mentioned. So, everyone, get off my back, okay? All in, two of you. In the media poll, yeah. We so. should mention – I forgot to mention something. Baseball, Mike Rucker is the WCC Pitcher of the Week as well. He had 10 Ks on Thursday. He is going to start Thursday's game. Tonight is Maverick-Buffalo. Let's go, Maverick! Yeah. And then uh, Gonzaga head coach Mark Few told the Spokesman Review the following. Listen to this. Our league needs to really step back – And take notice, he said. It's time for some of these other institutions to start picking it up. They're really dragging the top three down. Whoa! I think he's referencing referencing RPI and the fact that St. Mary's didn't get in due to certain factors, right? Right. But the bottom seven, so he's talking about everybody but Gonzaga, St. Mary's, BYU.
0: Well, and the fact that the lone WCC team that got in the tournament is an 11 seed.
1: Yeah, what do what the Big Sky and Summit League and Name the League have in common with their seat? One big league. Like, that's not good. You need. Mo- this is the first year where BYU's been in the conference all five years where they haven't had uh, multiple teams in the tournament. That's a problem. Whew.
0: Win basketball games, people. He's calling him out, Dave Rowe said he's justified to do so because he's been successful for a very long time. On that note, rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. High times at BYU. Tied at 62, right ultra cross half court, has time. Up off the
2: glass and good! Lob for Collinsworth. Oh, <laughs>
0: And the four-time All-State baseball player has done it again. Sander puts it away. It was the best of times at BYU. You know what? For the most part, it really is just
1: the best. <laughs>
0: I mean, we just went through it in the headlines. Most
1: commonly used literature reference in sports.
0: Let's drive it home a little more. BYU baseball ranked for the first time in 22 years. Best start in program history. 15 and one. And cats. BYU women's basketball tied for the best seed ever in program history in the NCAA tournament. They have the WCC all-time leading scorer and first regular season championship. How about BYU volleyball, Jerem?
1: Number one, baby. 12-match win streak. That's the longest in the country.
0: And then there's BYU rugby. Four straight national championships. They're the number one team in the country. They don't lose. Oh, yeah. And spring football is also going. And men's basketball tips off in the NIT tomorrow night. There's a ton going on. Which brings us to today's Twitter
1: question. Which BYU team has your attention right now? Use the hashtag BYUSN. Pretty simple question. At Cougar Fan. This guy owns Cougar Fan. He's just at Cougar Fan. No number, nothing. Volleyball, for sure. Can't believe how well they are playing and with how young they are. They'll be good for a while. He brings up a great point. They start five sophomores on that team. The number one team starts five sophomores. They are the number
0: one team in America right now. So do they have your attention? Or is it... One of the other teams we just documented. For you, Jerem, who, who has your
1: attention? This is interesting because spring football, it's all quiet on the western front from there, which is probably a good thing for this new coaching staff. So the answer to this question generally should be football, right? Basketball's in the NIT. I'm excited for that game tomorrow, but that doesn't have my attention the most. The team that has my attention the most is baseball, 15-1, and one, ranked 29th, Uh, Ranked for the first time in 22 years, playing Utah tonight, opening West Coast Conference play this weekend. Uh, Mike Rucker's killing it. That whole lineup's killing it. Kyle Dean, Colton Shaver, Brennan Lund, Brendan Anderson, all these guys. They are fun to watch, really fun to watch. Now, I almost feel like I'm unfaithful to my volleyball dudes, but they have been so good for so long, we are used to them being awesome, that I dare say there's some level of expectation for them to be great. Some, same with the rugby team. So the fact that baseball has not been ranked in 22 years, they have my attention. In fact, they all have my attention. But baseball is my attention the most right now.
0: I sent out a poll question yesterday, essentially asking which team BYU fans are most enthusiastic or excited about. Yeah,
1: we just stole that for trending today.
0: And with 43% of the vote, baseball leads the way. 15-1 and one start. People are paying attention because it's been a long time since baseball has been this good. In fact, They've it's fun. never been this good this early in the season.
1: School records are. I'm telling you, what they're doing is crazy. Now, now, hopefully these teams end up being decent. Niagara's not a, a good team, but hopefully St. Louis ends up being good. Wednesday, 10. Kansas, whatnot. But they, they're scoring a ton of runs. The pitching is, is solid. BYU is still looking for starting number three and four uh, there. But big game tonight with Utah. Utah's three and ten. Hopefully BYU takes it to Utah tonight as well. Yeah, the
0: team that has the most attention right now, hard to argue that it's not baseball. But I'm going to say that the team I think BYU should be, BYU fans in particular, should be paying more attention to is BYU women's basketball. And here's why. They're in the NCAA tournament with the best seed, a tie, that they've ever received in program history. Post-season, greater than early season success. BYU women's basketball has already earned their way to that. They were ranked in the top 25. They have the greatest scorer in the history of the West Coast Conference, Lexi Rydalch. Conference Player of the Year, Lexi Rydalch. Newcomer of the Year, Kalani Purcell. They have the Coach of the Year, Jeff Judkins, who, by the way, is a former All-American and NBA guy. And, and again, Jenny face. they play in the big dance on Saturday. So why, why not pay more attention to the team that went to the Sweet 16 two years ago? Lexi Rydalch is going to her fourth NCAA tournament. Are we bored like we are with volleyball at BYU women's basketball being
1: consistently really good? Therein lies the point. We knew several weeks ago that women's hoops was going to be in the NCAA tournament. So this is not a big reveal, right? The big reveal for baseball is... Oh wow! They've only lost one game through four weeks. Yeah, and I don't want to that, take that, away that's, that's anything. That's why yeah. I don't want to
0: take away anything from baseball because it's remark going 15 and one in the game of baseball, which is such a finicky, weird sport. One yes. bounce can change the whole dynamic of the game. Doing that is remarkable.
1: Yeah, it's crazy. I I think it's baseball because of expectations. I think we expect uh, we expect BYU baseball. To, we expect them to be better this year, but not 15 and one. It's I don't think Mike Littlewood thought, yeah, we're going to be 15-1. I think he thought, I hope we win all the series. Well, they've won all the series. They've only lost one game. And that's why they have all those mustaches, by the way. The Mustache Mafia is going to keep going on the baseball team until they lose a series. And their next series is Pacific this weekend. By the way, baseball Tuesday night on BYU TV, Thursday and Saturday. So tons this week to finally catch the Bat-Cats on our air.
0: Which team has my attention? It's BYU baseball. Mainly because I'm calling, you're the, calling game the game tonight. tonight. Yeah, you got to have your boards
1: <laughs> ready. You gotta, you're finally doing a baseball I, game. Yeah.
0: I, I'm all in on baseball today for sure. Trust
1: me, when it's 38 degrees and snowing, it, they'll have your attention tonight.
0: <laughs> now, how many fans are going to show up tonight? How many fans are going to brave the cold for BYU Utah? I think it's going to be more than most people expect because of the hot start. People, I, hope, I hope so. They'll sit through conditions to watch a good baseball team, and a rivalry one at that.
1: They played four games last week. I went to two of them. Like, I'm, I'm all in, man. It's fun to watch. Like, there's plenty of room on this wagon for uh, for fans to jump on. They're, they're playing well. And I'm excited for them to get into conference play because that's where BYU is actually going to make the NCAA tournament or not is if they can win the conference. They're setting themselves up should they continue to win for an at-large, but nothing, um, you know, BYU hasn't had an at-large. Or even been in the NCAA tournament since 02 for baseball. So to me that's the goal.
0: Our conversation happening right now on Twitter. Use the hashtag BYUSN and join BYU Sports Nation. Which BYU team has your attention right now? Shall we read some tweets? It's Twitter time. At Pickfire twenty one. Gotta be fifteen and one baseball. They are hitting amazing. Plus they play Utah today. It's the now relevance. Like it they're they they are the iron is hot for baseball, man. Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. And and men's hoops, you know, if they were in the NIT Final Four or something, maybe that would have more of your attention and whatnot, or if they just won in a buzzer beater. But right now, baseball is Hansel, so hot right now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right, Blue Steel <laughs> at BYU Teddy Bear eighty nine. Excited for the NIT tomorrow, like Jerem said he was. But tonight, it's all baseball beating Utah baseball,
1: and that's part of the sell too. On this, is that hey, it's it's together we reach versus the world is our campus this evening
0: at Skylar Beltran football and the start of spring practice. Although the baseball team is
1: on an awesome run. Yeah, th- this is this is uh, practice seven of fifteen today for football.
0: The Heisman Trophy winner, Ty Detmer, is coaching Tanner Mangum and Taysom Hill.
1: Yeah, We're hoping to go live at football practice, by the way, coming up. That's pretty fantastic.
0: Joining us in just a bit, Jeff Judkins. But first, UAB play-by-play David Crane. What does he think about the Blazers' matchup with the Cougars tomorrow? BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Simulcast on BYU Radio and BYU TV. Our conversation happening right now on Twitter. Use the hashtag BYUSN and follow us at BYU Sports Nation.
1: Tonight, 8 Eastern time. The baseball team debuts on BYU TV. It's BYU and Utah. 8 Eastern on BYU TV, BYU Radio. Spencer Linton on the call. Maybe it's
0: BYU baseball that has your attention because of their 15-1 start. Or BYU football and spring football. By the way, assistant coach Ed Lamb will join us in about 30 minutes after practice. Our Twitter question today, which BYU team has got your attention? At SA underscore BYU fans says baseball on a heck of a run scoring a lot of runs. Will be fun to watch their progress.
1: Uh, at John Rothstein, by the way. Memphis assistant Damon Stoudemire is the leading candidate at Pacific, sources told CBS Sports. It'd be awesome to have Damon Stoudemire on the WCC. Awesome. NBA guy. The Arizona coaching. star, yeah, drafted by the Raptors. Awesome.
0: The Pacific Tigers. All right, we'll keep our eye on that. Meanwhile, we are joined now on the Deseret First Credit Union hotline by the play-by-play voice of the Blazers of UAB, David Crane. David, welcome to BYU Sports Nation.
2: Thanks, guys. I appreciate it very much.
0: Hard not to be impressed with 26-6 and overall, a school record for wins in a season. From your perspective, what has made this team so successful this year?
2: Oh, God, that's a good question. Um, I think it goes back to last year uh, when UAB was able to win the Conference USA tournament and get into the NCAA and then win a game knocking off Iowa State. And you had basically that entire team back this year, only one senior on the roster. Uh, So they went through a lot of struggles in the non-conference portion last year, then had some success in conference, won the conference tournament, had the success in the NCAA tournament. So I think all of that really set UAB up nicely this year. Uh, they played very, very well at home. I think they're on a 25-game winning streak uh, at Bartow Arena, which is also a school record. They, they had a ton of, of school record uh, this year. It, it really was a very special season. That unfortunately ended uh, not the way any of us were, were hoping it would. Certainly not the way the team wanted it to. But a lot to be proud of, and and I think it's 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 a an experienced team, although it is still a, a very young team. The majority of these guys are are sophomores, and and sprinkling a couple of juniors, and the one senior, and Robert Brown. Um, So it's it's been a fun team to watch. They've been pretty good offensively all season long. Uh, The defense has been up and down just a little bit. Um, But they've always shown great resolve, even when things aren't going well for them in a game or or maybe in a little bit of a stretch. So I think that will certainly be tested tomorrow night. Um, They have the, the the toughest and most disappointing outing of the season in their last game out so i'm i will be curious to see uh how they are able to respond and, and put last thursday's loss to western kentucky behind them
1: david with all of that success that you talked about in school record 26 wins and winning the league by what three games and whatnot what level of disappointment was there to not make the NCA tournament
2: I, I don't know if I have a word to describe the amount of disappointment. Wow. Um, and and part of it is, and, and I think some of your folks can, can understand this as well, it it really didn't matter. All those school records and, and everything that was going on, the regular season championship, all of that stuff didn't matter because UAB knew Conference USA was a one-bid league and the only way to get back to the NCAA tournament was to win the conference tournament. And I think maybe compounding things a little bit was the fact that UAB was hosting the tournament in Birmingham, not at Barkville Arena, not on the home floor, um, but downtown. So I think there was immense pressure uh, that everybody realized. And um, you build it all up and, and you basically played four months uh as a warm-up for what you hoped would be three games in three days and a return to the NCAA tournament, and when that didn't happen, I, I think it was a, a tremendous blow uh, to everybody—the coaches, the players, certainly the fans. Um, the the radio announcer didn't feel like getting out of bed for a couple of days. <laughs> I will admit to that. Um, so it it was it was a tremendous tremendous disappointment for this basketball team
0: real talk on BYU Sports Nation right now with the play-by-play voice of the UAB Blazers David Crane BYU certainly can relate to not making the NCAA tournament and feeling that disappointment but here we are the reality is that UAB is the seventh seed in the NIT very good 26 win team on the road in Provo to take on BYU at the Marriott Center now that things have settled a bit what do you think about the matchup for the Blazers with BYU?
2: I think I may want to go back to bed uh, <laughs> at this point. Um, because again, and and this is this is not directed at, at anyone, not at BYU. Or anything else. You know, UAB has this wonderful season. They they win their conference. They they tried to schedule well non-conference. It didn't work out for them. They did all these things, and all along they're seeing these projections for the NCAA tournament where they're a 15 seed. Well, they were a they were a 14 last year, and and uh, you know what in the world there's just no respect for conference USA and then you turn around and congratulations you're a seven seed which I mean sounds like you barely got into the NIT even with your automatic bid to the to the NIT (laughs) and you get chipped out west to to BYU who is just is dynamite at home scores a ton of points um so I think all of that said I I think this team will be ready to go I think they kind of stewed about and, and, you know, felt sorry for themselves for a couple of days. And they got back to work uh, on Sunday and and Monday. And they'll practice again today before we jump on the plane and head out there. And I, I really do think once they tip it up, once what I'm sure is going to be a big, loud, hostile crowd is there, I think this team's going to decide, you know what, it's basketball. we got a chance at, a, at a, a championship, a trip to New York maybe. Um you know, let's don't come out here and, and embarrass ourselves. Let, let's play some basketball. And I do think they will be ready to go once they pick it up tomorrow night.
1: Why do you feel that way? Because you've described the season to me and I'm like depressed for UAB <laughs> basketball after that.
2: <laughs> well, welcome to my world. <laughs> uh, it, it, it's hard um, because the expectations were very high. This team was the pick uh preseason pick to win the league. And they took care of business. Uh, they went sixteen and two in the league. We all know this is not the best league in the world. It was, I think, ranked the twenty second strongest league in the country. And so, you know, I read Mark Hugh's comments, I think, earlier this morning about some of the other teams in, in the West Coast Conference need to need to pick it up. And Jared Haas, I'm not sure would ever be that direct about it, uh, but there are a lot of us that think, you know what, some of these teams in Conference USA have got to step it up um, and, and try and make this a better basketball league, because it can be. I'm not sure it's ever going to be a three- or, or four-bid league, but there's no reason um, for this league, for its champion, to be a 15-seed in the NCAA tournament, which Middle Tennessee is, and its regular season champion a seven-seed in the NIT. Um, it just shows, I think, the the lack of respect for the league and – and all that to say, again, you knew going in. Here's here's the deal: you got to win three games in three days. Congratulations on your 26 wins, on your 16 and two, winning the league by three. It does not matter. You could have gone over and gone to Birmingham in that tournament, and in that case, won four games in four days, and you would go to the NCAA tournament, and you'd probably still be a 15 seed.
0: That's so, unbelievable to I, think about the fact that UAB could have been 29 and six. And like a 14 or a 15 seed in the NCAA tournament?
2: Yeah, I think I, best-case scenario, if they had won the tournament and gone in, they, I, I think maybe a 14 wow. uh, would have been the absolute best uh, they would have gotten this year.
0: And a team that beat Iowa State last year in the NCAA tournament. Yeah.
2: Exactly. That's, exactly. That's and, and would have been lucky to have had the exact same seed they got a year ago when they weren't as good a basketball team.
1: David, how does UAB win this game in Provo? Uh,
2: I I think they've got to score a lot of points. Um, I, I would like to, to think, I know Jared Haas would like to think this team could come out there and defend and, and maybe slow BYU down a little bit. But I think reality says uh, the Cougars playing at home um, are, are going to score some points. and And maybe that's also what UAB needs right now. Don't try to grind a game out on the road in a hostile environment. See if you can get out there. You may be playing into BYU's hands, but go out there, have fun, try and score some points, uh, get in some transition, uh, some fast break buckets. That's when UAB's been really, really good and effective on the offensive end is, is when they've been able to get out and run, get some stops. Uh, you, you've got to get a stop to win a basketball game and then get out and run and if the shots will fall for UAB tomorrow night I think they can hang in there with the Cougars and make it a very entertaining ball game if BYU is knocking down their shots and UAB is struggling to match it could be tough for the Blazers tomorrow night
0: the UAB Blazers play-by-play voice David Crane with us on BYU Sports Nation the Blazers haven't traveled farther west than Louisiana this year. Now it's on to Provo, Utah. Coach Haas said that yesterday that travel plans were still being finalized. So do you do you have a hotel and a flight booked, David, at this point?
2: We, we've we all uh, packed sleeping bags. I'm not sure why the operations guy told us to do that. But we, we do have <laughs> sleeping bags, and I, I think there is a but, uh that's going to be waiting for us when we arrive in, in Provo later today. Uh, that's just another, you know, the light of the the NIT. No offense to anyone in in the NIT, but um, it it seems to not matter what your travel plans are and if you have to stay up all night or do whatever when you're heading to the NCAA tournament. It's different, but um, it was a a struggle to to figure out how best to do it, but I think the Blazers are going to load up and and head out this afternoon uh, about 3 o'clock, which should hopefully get them to Provo around dinner time and Get up tomorrow morning. Uh, go have a shoot around, and, and look forward to what we hope is an exciting game tomorrow night.
1: Do you have a pass to the game? Do we need to help get you in, man?
2: <laughs> I well, they, they did take care of credentials for me. Okay, that was one good, good. one thing that, uh, that that I've got the equipment. So if if they want the game on the air, they were they were, they had to get me a pass, and I think they have secured that, which is nice. Excellent.
1: Yesterday, BYU players and coaches referenced athleticism and the length of UAB's team. What do you see in terms of those two uh, abilities for the the Blazers?
2: It, that's been again when they played well and, and had success. Um, that's that's been their strong suit. Again, getting out and running a little bit, defending. They're a good shot blocking team. Um, they've got two guys on the inside that have totaled about 130 there, thereabouts blocks on the season. Uh, so they are long. Um, they've got some guys that can get out and run. Dirk Williams, uh, a local guy, uh, from Homewood, Alabama, right around Birmingham, has come in this year. And, and when he is playing well and, and, uh, is getting up and down the floor. He's as fun to watch as, as anybody you'll see because he's he is he's long, he's lanky, and he's just like a gazelle getting up and down the floor. So if, if UAB can can get out and and defend that three point line a little bit, um, and again get into transition, force maybe force some turnovers, um, and, and start running just a little bit, even in the altitude, I think that's probably the best case scenario for the green and gold.
0: David Crane, follow him on Twitter at D Crane UAB. Great to talk to you, my friend. We'll see you tomorrow and uh, look forward to a fun game in the NIT.
2: Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Can't wait to get out there.
0: David Crane on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, your values, your timeline, your financial future. The depression you referenced, Jerem, is real. I, I feel so bad for that team right now. Hey, you had a fantastic season. Your reward you have to travel to Provo as a 7th seed in the NIT and play in the Marriott Center.
1: I feel terrible about that situation. Goodness!
0: <laughs> a 7th seed in the NCAA tournament, BYU women's basketball, and their head coach Jeff Judkins join us next. What does he think about his matchup? Juddy face! Welcome back, sports friends. On a Tuesday, Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan in Radio Vision Live on BYU Radio, simulcast on BYU TV, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter
1: of BYU fans everywhere. I wish you could see during the break sometimes because we have a lot of fun. That's all I'm going to say. Hey, coming up Saturday, March 26th, we're going to do a special BYU Sports Nation from Lavelle Edwards Stadium uh, in connection with the spring game. So after the spring game, we'll have interviews with coaches and players. We'll break down what we saw in the spring game. That's Saturday, March 26th. We'll tell you the time as soon as that's finalized. Coming up here, not this Saturday, but the next. Very exciting.
0: BYU baseball ranked for the first time in 22 years. They are number 29 in the NCBWA top 30 poll. Mike Rucker of BYU baseball is the WCC pitcher of the week after a career high 10 strikeouts in Thursday's 14 to one against Niagara. It's BYU Utah tonight. BYU TV's debut of the Batcats.
1: Very nice. I'm very excited to watch these guys tonight again. Men's volleyball Eastern. team, oh, eight Eastern. Men's volleyball team, new number one team in the land. The media poll came out during the last segment. BYU also number one in that. I voted them number one in that. Uh, The Cougars play eighth-ranked Pepperdine Friday and Saturday on BYU TV. Only four weeks left in the regular season, so every match huge.
0: Gonzaga head basketball coach Mark Few told the Spokesman Review the following, quote, our league, the West Coast Conference, needs to really step back and take notice. He said, it's time for some of these other institutions to start picking it up. They are really dragging the top three down. End quote.
1: I know Lynn Holzman is the commissioner of the WCC, but the commissioner of the WCC (laughs) probably is Mark Few. Like, among the people, you know what I mean? Like, she has a title, she runs the league, she does a good job. We know her. The coach's voice. But Mark Few has been there for so long, he can say that if he wants.
0: One big lead, one bid league on the men's side, but a two bid league on the women's side. And that brings us to our next guest, Jeff Judkins, head basketball coach at BYU Women's Hoops, a seven-seed in the NCAA tournament, and a man currently who has a smile on his face, but that was not the case at the moment your team was announced yesterday, Coach.
3: <laughs> I know. I didn't realize. Uh, <laughs> I guess I was pretty nervous. I'm not going to lie to you. Yeah, They're all excited. I, I mean, we're, we're at the end, and I'm thinking, you know, we've been, we've been hoes before in my 15 years and I thought, you know, are we going to get a host again? And knowing what's going on and what's well, a good picture, you tell me. <laughs> I'm really am really seriously, into what I'm thinking that is. Don't
1: worry, it's on the I homepage of boycookers.com yeah,
3: right now too. I'm sure it is, but uh that's just what it was. I was going like, what is going on? Why are we not picked earlier and and uh, you know, it's it's a lot of stress. People don't realize that you've you've had a great year. You go in the tournament and you outplay the, the team for 38 minutes and then you make some mistakes which you haven't made all year and you lose a game to a team that you know you're better than and everybody else in the league is mad because they were better than them too and they go to the NCAA tournament and, and then you got to wait all this time to find out what, you know, what you're doing and what's going on and you hear this and hear that. And so that's kind of probably what it up for me but... I am happy. I think it's a great matchup. Um, you know, Dan has has gotten film. I'll be watching it like crazy today and tomorrow. And said, "Hey, they're a team that we match up well with Missouri." So I'm excited. Austin is a great city. I think if I could have picked one other place, I would have picked going to UCLA because we had so much success two years ago. But this is probably second if mm-hmm. I had to pick. I think with the fan, we'll have some good fans down there. I think a lot of. A lot of good fans down there in Texas, and Dan, Dan Nielsen, my assistant, he's from there, so his family's really excited, and he promised me he'd take me to a good barbecue place. So, <laughs> of
1: course, we'll,
3: we'll we'll find out. But we, uh,
1: but uh, but, you know, but I'm really happy. It, it's a great thing. We couldn't tell from the photo, but we, we want to uh, break down all of that. But what we want to do right now is give you an opportunity to maybe maybe change that moment. So we want to reenact that moment, and then you can react however you want. Because I think you're not nervous now. <laughs> you know the result. So I'd I like, I like Spencer to be kind of the announcer. The right? host and here? then you can react however okay. you want, okay? okay? Into this camera over here.
0: In the lower part of the bracket, the seven-seed BYU Cougars.
1: Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> Finally! <laughs> <laughs> oh, that, was that, was, that was way more than I thought. That was worth it, you, man. You were more excited, like positive excitement, not yelling at the refs, right there than you were all season. Right? <laughs> well, because I am happy. And I, more than the buzzer beater yeah, almost. Yeah. No, the buzzer
3: beater was pretty up there. <laughs> um, I don't know. You know, a coach has ups and downs in their lives. Um, I try to show emotion, especially when I'm coaching, probably more than I do just hanging out, you know. I want my team to know that I'm excited for how they're doing and how they're playing, and um, so you know I am. I'm, not, I'm really I'm I'm happy for the seniors. I mean, people said three straight NCA bids for us, which is you know how hard it is. You're here in Markview, say, That's hey, this league we get one team. It's how it works, um, and then four out of five, and probably. Probably the time we didn't get in, we probably got host. I mean, that's when Lexi tore ACL. Jen only played; she missed ten of our thirty games. Jen Hampson and we were right there in the running. We end up losing to Gonzaga in the semis, but you know, it's it's tough. This this mid major stuff, it's hard. People don't realize that you've got to be perfect. You got to play. I mean, I, I mean, I, you guys probably heard this. I'm not a big, but I heard that five of the thirty two. Bids in the men's side and on the women's is worse. Five of the thirty-two conference champ won the tournament. That's it. I mean, that's, that's amazing. That and I know I know now. Kansas, North Carolina, and Oregon are the three big ones that I know that did it. And, UConn and yeah, and yeah. You know, well, I'm saying they with were, the guys, they were like a fight. And Kentucky, oh, that's true. Yeah. In that's true in yeah. Kentucky, that's it. Yeah. I mean, so yeah. what I'm trying to get at is it's tough. Yeah. It's not. It's not the fair. I mean. UC Riverside in the women's won the league by five games. <laughs> and they lost in the championship game to Hawaii, who we played. You know what's really nice? I look at these teams we played. Georgia, Oklahoma, Colorado State, Texas A&M. Hawaii, Texas A&M. Five teams in turn. Yeah, that's that's why we had a good RPI. That's the reason. And hopefully we can do it next year. We're trying to schedule the same kind of schedule.
1: Do you, are you suggesting that maybe uh, – uh, conferences should lose the conference tournament. Just reg champ, you're you're in or not. Because that's a bigger tournament to me, an 18-game tournament. Well, you know what
3: happens? The tournament gets more pub winning it. I mean, we've done it. We've won the conference now. We've won the tournament. You seem to get more pub winning the tournament because it's the end of the year and you know you're going to get in. If I remember a long time ago – When I coached with Coach Pajaris, he hated that tournament, and I know why he does. When you win the conference and you've had a great season, it's hard to go play another tournament and try to do it. I understand that. Uh, I had a nice conversation with my family. He said, look, the reason they do the tournament is to keep teams in the hunt. When you you get out of it and you're nine games out of first place, what do you have to play for? Well, the tournament, and I, I can see that, but you imagine this. What if the big conferences did with the mid-majors, and they said, you only get two teams in your conference. Oh, it would you change a in a hurry. You get a conference champion and a tournament. They would change
0: very, very quickly. Jeff Judkins, the head basketball coach of BYU Women's Hoops, the coach of the year in the WCC, is joining us on BYU Sports Nation. I know you already have your lucky tie picked out for Saturday's game, right? I have my lucky tie and my lucky suit against
3: against uh, San Francisco. So you've got to switch and, it up? And, and I'm going to tell you right now – you're you're my hot seat because you have you have not seen us lose. So we gotta find some way of getting you down this tournament. <laughs> um, my wife was the sure thing and but she went in the tournament and we lost to San Francisco. But um yeah, I'm gonna pull it all out. I mean the main thing I'm gonna do, I'm gonna prepare my team and I'm gonna get my team ready for this game. And I know I know Lexi really wants to play better than what she did against San Francisco. And I know some other players feel the same way. And I'm really happy for those seniors. I mean, Kai was next to me. You can see how excited she was. Mm -hmm. I mean, what a great career she's had at BYU and what she's done for this program. Look at all the Hawaii connections we got just from her. Alohi, Jasmine, we're recruiting another kid from Hawaii a couple years from now. There's a lot of good players out of that state, and hopefully we'll, we'll continue it.
0: Can we start a GoFundMe to get me to Austin? I'd really appreciate
1: you gotta that. you got to call baseball this
3: weekend. Hey, that's true. I do need to do that. <laughs> coach. Know, might, we want to get you
1: out of that. I'm going to have to figure something <laughs> out. You <laughs> can taste some hail in that second round game against Texas. You know what I'm saying?
3: <laughs> coach, great to talk to you. Hey, hey, thanks a lot, guys. It was a fun year. and Hey, cheer us on. we got a great opportunity. Big Congrats. audience for BYU
0: women's basketball. Ed Lamb, BYU assistant football coach, will join us next. Wrapping up another spring practice. What has he seen that makes him most optimistic? BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan live in the studio bizzle. Remember, if you miss an episode of BYU Sports Nation live, rebroadcast airs weeknights on BYU TV at 6 p.m. Eastern.
1: Baseball against Utah is tonight. It's the debut of baseball on BYU TV, 8 Eastern time. It's also on BYU Radio. Spencer Linton on the call. You, you can always tell when Spencer's going to uh, call again that night because there's the like formal dress shirt. With the top button down, right? Yes. That's, just to That's be how you more, know.
0: That's to be efficient.
1: It is, it is efficient. You don't <laughs> have to change.
0: I, I don't want to change. This is, or lazy, whatever you want to look at it as. Joining us now on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline is Ed Lamb, BYU Associate Head Coach, Assistant. Coach, welcome back to BYU Sports Nation. Oh,
4: thank you for having me.
0: What did you guys work on in practice today specifically? I know that each day has its own little agenda, but what, what was the emphasis today?
4: Fundamentally, I think across the board, the whole roster—it's—it's footwork at this point. You know, we we have uh, by necessity we have to focus on assignments until the assignments are down. You know, as we put in the offense and in the defense and of course it's new for about every guy on the team we're doing a lot of new things as far as assignments go and even though we talk about footwork and and eye control from day one it kind of takes a back seat in terms of the corrections on the video from day to day now that the guys for the most part in other assignments we're able to get back to the details of playing the positions the nuances of the positions the footwork the eye work the hand placement things like that.
1: It seems like, uh, obviously, the previous coaching staff wanted to run at a certain pace. You can run at whatever pace you want as a new coaching staff. But it seems like uh, there's been kind of this return to fundamentals. You talk about footwork. Well, Why, I guess, why simplify it um, this early for this team?
4: Well, it's really predicated upon the offensive philosophy so you you've really already said it if if uh, Ty Detmer and coach Satake decided that we were going to be a tempo offense then then the whole emphasis would be on uh, conditioning and out-toughing the opponent and having mechanisms to get defensive calls in quickly but you know when the offense takes the time to go back into the huddle Um, both during practice and in a competitive game, when they take the time to go back into the huddle and to think about the previous play and maybe make corrections on their own in the way that they're doing things or making their calls and adjustments, then the defense has to respond to that, and they've got to defend that offense. And so the offensive philosophy has really dictated the team philosophy in that way.
1: And how has that transition been? Have certain guys had a hard time slowing down? Because gearing down is probably than having to gear those guys up.
4: Yes, exactly. Yeah, and that's a that's a good thing, really. I mean, we've we've really appreciated that. At some point during, uh, certainly fall training camp, but maybe even during the spring, like defensively, for example, we'll have to bring some of that back. I, I, I we're kind of making an assumption, but I think it's a safe safe assumption that Arizona, our first opponent, offensively, will be a tempo and pace based offense. So we'll have to teach our defensive guys those mechanisms again we don't want to get too far away from them being able to play one play erase that from their minds and move on quickly within 18 seconds to the next play
0: ed lamb associate and or assistant head coach rather for byu football with us on byu sports nation you've had some time to settle in not much but some time to settle in as a new staff what do you feel like has been the biggest difference coming from southern utah up to byu for you personally as a coach
4: it, well, initially it was I. I really missed the relationships I had. I had long-term, you know, in some cases six or seven-year relationships with players at, at Southern Utah and their families from from the first time we talked to them in recruiting, and and then through missions, oftentimes, and into their senior year. And I, I just missed that terribly. And and the relationships in that community and with the people I was working with, uh, you know, players and coaches and staff around campus and. But that that's normalized somewhat for me here. Obviously, I don't, I don't know these guys for as long, or as, it, my relationships aren't as deeply connected as, as the ones I had at Southern Utah. But very quickly, I'm getting to know the team. And so from a personal standpoint, I'm enjoying it more and more every day as as I can have some fun with these guys, and I get to know their personalities, and they get to know mine. That's that's, I think, in, in part why we, we all do it in this business is to be around young people.
1: It's funny that we build Lavelle Edwards Stadium, and we, you use it like 10 times a year, you know, where fans can come in. So every event there is a big deal. So Stadium of Fire included, right? So uh, you have the spring football game, March 26th. What can the fans expect on that day?
4: You know, the, the talk so far, I don't think we've finalized anything, but the talk so far from Coach Satake is that he would like to see... Um, that the team split into two teams and have as close to a game as as we can have and so over the years you know we've i think we've all seen but I've certainly been a part of um uh, just straight scrimmages where the offense stays on one sideline and the defense on another and we've had times where we've actually kept like a unique scoring system where the defense gets a certain number of points for tackles for loss or interceptions or forced punts things like that and and I think really what we're going to try to do is is peel back the complexity of our offense and defense and split into two equal teams and, and as necessary, use offensive players on defense and defensive players on offense and try to get just a competitive atmosphere going.
0: We've talked a lot about Jamal Williams and his big personality, and you're one of the people that we've talked to uh, him about uh, in terms of what he brings back to the team. But on the coaching staff, who has the biggest personality on the coaching staff right now?
4: you know, uh Reno Mahe, There's No. No. Question <laughs> Couldn't guess that it. one. Yeah. He he just has has a knack, you know. I mean, some some guys like Jamal and, and Reno, you know, they they can come off like they're not very serious, but um, you know, if you, if you really study the way that that Reno works in and out of the room, in and out of the staff room, he has a a way of keeping things light and keeping keeping people getting along well, and he's not afraid to put himself in a vulnerable position and and not afraid to bring humor to any situation and you know it's just it's magic what that can do in a tense environment and, and we haven't hit any drama yet you know not being in the season but in the middle of the season I'm I'm quite certain that there will be times where he'll he'll save our staff from being in situations where guys are you know just just too tense and not working well together
1: Did Ty Demmer have his quote-unquote snow boots on today by chance?
4: (laughs) Well, we went into the indoor practice facility, so I I think he kept them in his locker. Very nice.
1: (laughs) Uh, Update us on the safeties, which is the position that you coach.
4: Yeah, uh, so we're just working through a lot of different uh, depth chart possibilities right now. And then today, for example, Micah Hanneman and Eric Takanaka were, were running the first group of guys. But but it's really a deep position, and, and at this point, I think there's there's uh, about six guys playing currently that are healthy that are that are definitely capable of playing, but. We've got some guys that are just right now. They're you know they're they're not uh, they're not completely out of football, but they're not going full speed either. With Kai uh, Nakua and Zane Anderson and uh, Jacobson, and so those those three guys will bring a lot more depth. So it's a group that I really enjoy working with, and I think it's a highly competitive group, and I think we have a, a lot of there's a lot of potential there for guys to make meaningful contributions on game day.
0: Assistant head coach of BYU football, Ed Lamb, with us on BYU Sports Nation. When you finalize the roster, per se, how many different safeties will see the field on a regular basis once the games
4: actually start? You know, I would think that we'll be four or five at most um, in the when we get against some tempo teams, five guys, four guys might be necessary. When, and it, but if teams aren't running a pace offense, then two or three guys might be the better rotation. But the thing about safeties is, you know, they they tend to their skill set, speed, and athletic ability, and blocking and tackling abilities lead to a high tendency to be a really good special teams player. And so hopefully we'll be able to, to have maybe even six guys on the travel squad at the safety position and rounding out the core of our special teams.
1: Speaking of that, Ed, you also coach. Uh, you're the special teams coordinator. What can you tell us about special teams so far?
4: I think, uh, I think I've think i held us back in some ways in terms of, of putting together the skill part of the special teams, the snap, the hold, and the kick. We're focusing on PAT and field goal and punt throughout spring practice. So those are the phases of the game that aren't really, from, from game to game, they don't change a whole lot in terms of schematics where uh, kickoff and kickoff return and punt return, those those really tend to change a lot from week to week. So we're focusing on the fundamentals of those two phases, field goal and punt. And I think at this point it's it's probably a good idea for me to start putting some depth charts out there as far as the snap, hold, and the kick so I can see some consistent play out of those specialists.
0: And it's great to get the insight into the safeties and the special teams and BYU spring football. We look forward to that spring game. And whatever Ty Detmer tells you, you don't have to wear snow boots or cowboy boots to be cool. <laughs>
4: Well, his are Napoleon Dynamite, boots. I don't know if he told you that. <laughs> no, they're not. <laughs> yeah, so I have I have Sorrell's, but he's got he's got Napoleon Dynamite, boots. the Moon Boots. Moon boots. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic, Ed. Great to talk to you. Thanks, man. Good to talk to you guys. Ed
0: yeah. Lamb on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, your values, your timeline, your financial future. Way to do that, memorize. That was good. He
1: does not have the Moon Boots. No way, man. He has cowboy boots. What's he talking about? <laughs>
0: Can, Ty, can you imagine Ty running out on the field with, with big boots? old moon boots?
1: On? I won the Heisman. <laughs> yeah, that would be awesome. Oh. We need a picture of Ty Detmer holding the Heisman in moon boots. That would be the photo of the year. Oh Other my than Juddy Face,
0: it might be. <laughs> Make that happen. Somebody photoshopped. <laughs> Up next, the Cougar whip around, and we forgot to do something, Jerem. Oh boy. BYU Sports Nation presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it
1: most. Let's whip it. Okay. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Women's basketball. Yes, yeah, said Jed- Jeff Jenkins. They earned a seventh <laughs> seed in the NCAA tournament. They'll face Missouri Saturday. Ah! Yeah! It was kind of like that from Trevor Maddich at 6.30 Eastern time on ESPN2 and BYU Radio. Baseball. Baseball. Is ranked 29th in the NCBWA top 30.
0: Baseball team ranked for the first time in 22 years. Michael Rucker, West Coast Conference Pitcher of the Week. The Cougars host Utah tonight, 8 Eastern, live on BYU TV and BYU Radio.
1: Volleyball. Brigham is the new number one team in the land in the ABCA poll, also the -the off-the-block media poll. I voted BYU number one. Long Beach State got two votes, by the way. It wasn't me. We're number one. BYU plays eighth-ranked Pepperdine Friday and Saturday on BYU TV men's basketball. Gonzaga
0: head coach Mark Few, friend of Dave Rose, told the spokesman review the following, quote, our league, WCC, needs to really step back and take notice. It's time for some of these other institutions to start picking it up. They're really dragging the top three down. (laughs)
1: Softball. Yeah, stop dragging the rest of us down. Cougars face off against Utah as well. Tonight, 6 Eastern time on the Pac-12 Network.
0: Golf. The women of BYU lead the Entrada Classic in St. George. Much warmer in the in St. George than in Provo currently. Yeah. Leah Garner first place at two under. The men are at the Lambkin Invitational today in San Diego.
1: Football. Spring practice number seven today. Taysom Hill took full dropbacks and passing drills today as well. Kalani Stock said Hill is ahead of where he expected him to be, but we'll take it slowly, bring him back up to full speed. Lacrosse.
0: The Cougars beat Idaho thirteen to six yesterday. But let's go back to football, Jerem
1: countdown
0: to the wildcats 172 I thought you were going to do the juddy face (laughs) fold your arms (laughs) that's your real reaction to the countdown
1: today that's a rare look in
0: today's rise and shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter help when you need it most Dexterlaw.com who gets the rise and shout Jerem baseball team (laughs) is that your impressed face
1: no, they're doing great. They're doing great. Awesome.
0: <laughs> Congrats. You need the reenactment of Jeff Judkins when I talk about BYU baseball. Yeah! <laughs> Finally! <laughs> Our Elite Tweet of the Day from at Toby Mac. Which team has your attention? Men's basketball still has my attention because of the lack of support they're getting for being in the NIT. Embrace the NIT. It's the NIT! Show on
1: demand. It's down the Download the
0: podcast on iTunes or the TuneIn app for Jeremy Spencer. So shout out to Mark Kenner. We'll see you tomorrow. Trendy!